welcome to Power Start Your Day with Dame Nicola Smith-Jackson, helping everyday people to build their empire and win at life, money, and business. And now, here's your lifestyle money and business coach, Dame Nicola. resuscitate your passion, renew your mind so you can start winning at life, money, and business, and um, only if you say so. This morning's topic, as we are continuing our series on how to go from producer to profitable leader, has been very interesting to say the least. I shared at the very beginning of this series on how this was one of my favorite topics and You know, just the things that I have had to face in this week alone while training and teaching this topic is very, very, very different. And the growth that I know that God wanted me to have through this, and it's so crazy to ever believe that you have um, grown enough, you know, that you know all that you should know in a particular topic. I'm glad that I named it as one of my favorite topics, but not the topic that I know everything about. And I've learned more and new things. Um, And I just want to say thank you, Lord. And I want to say thank you because as we've been going on and, and we begin to realize and say, wait a minute, there's so many people who can be massively successful out here, but they're not. That's called they have potential, but they haven't moved into power. And um, it's because they don't believe they are. They don't believe they're powerful. They don't believe that they can do it. In our life, and and whatever it is that you're experiencing in life, whatever you've even tolerated in life, whatever you're going through in life, in life, whatever you are as far as your levels, financially, spiritually, what have you, it's because of where you say you are. The principle that thoughts are things are real, and your thoughts are creating your reality. And I want us to make our first power move, and we're going to be going um, in a book of First Corinthians. And I want you to really write this down. Uh, you know, this is one of the scriptures. Sometimes you can just do a copy paste or what have you. I don't know. But I believe that this scripture here you need to write down. And I am, um, I'm sorry, it's Second Corinthians because I've been all throughout and studied this morning. And Second uh, Corinthians 10, 3 through 5 is where we're going to be coming out of. And I have been just throughout because I get lost sometimes. I so understand when Dr. Moreau would say he would want to eat a book like he starts reading and just want to consume it so much. And that's why I was this morning concerning our thoughts and how it shapes not only who we are, but it shapes what we create. So let's go to the Lord together and um, let's surrender into the word of the Lord. Father God, we come before you. We honor you today because today is the day that you've made, and we're glad we're joined. We're here in the land of the living, Heavenly Father, as we are pursuing 
great exploration, your name, and from a place of brokenness. We're asking for your help, and I'm standing in the gap for your people, for all of us, to come into the fullness of truth, of who you created us to be. Dear Lord, I am asking you for your help, your Holy Spirit. Have your way here at Power Start Your Day as you life, abundant life into the mind and the hearts of your people. Heavenly Father, we want to go out and do great exploits in your name and acknowledge you in all of our ways, but there are some stumbling blocks that only we can remove in our mind. Give us the power, the clarity, and the wherewithal and the courage to remove these stumbling blocks so that we walk fullness in our authority in the image of you. So we can become more than conquerors and take share in our part of the transfer of wealth. For your glory here on earth. We honor you and bless you and seal this prayer with the blood of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. You know, sometimes you got to just take your time. I know we're here in the, typically in a time frame within this, these episodes. Um, but I can tell you going from a producer to a profitable leader and having the intention of profitability in every area of your life may be a new concept. Because typically when we think about profits, we're automatically going to be thinking about cash. And depending even on what your relationship is with money will determine even what you do to get it and what your perception is around it. Now, I want us to go to Second uh, Corinthians 10, 3 through 5, and I want you to really understand this here because It's more than a mouthful, but it's, it's so crazy that some people will overlook these truths. It says, for though we walk in the flesh. Now, remember, the flesh wars against the spirit. But we walk in the flesh. We are not waging war against according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have the fine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. You say you are who you say you are and you can do what you say you can do. So will you start saying something different? 
Whatever it is you believe right now might be your limitation or whatever it is you think that's holding you back from being better, being bigger than where you are, being the best. Being the best. Not the best according to or compared to someone else. Your best. Why may that not be your ultimate goal? Whoever you're saying you are is according to whose opinion. You might have to go back a while for that. To identify when did you start creating an identity for yourself. I shared with you guys a little bit of a private family moment happening uh, with us and Caden, and, and I'm, I'm watching, and I've, I've, I watch, and I can go back in my mind of even different things with my children and with Caden going through the identity that he's an amazing, he has a gift, and he loves this gift of basketball, but you got to be mindful of even who your kids, who's influencing your kids and who they're around in that time when now you know, you're coming, you're coming out of a household that's saying you can be all you want to be, and then you get out there and you're being all you want to be, and people might say, you're being too much. And then now you start trying to dumb down being too much to be accepted or to comfort others who may not feel that they're enough at the moment or the time. I've seen this so often. And then they come into a business or a network and say things like, I'm afraid or I can't do it or I'm not good at this or what have you. And I would say, well, who told you that? When did you discover you weren't good at something? Why would we not say the words instead of I'm not good at something? I'm becoming better. I am... When you see that in the Bible, you might see recorded and say over 300 times, but then there's other places you might say over a thousand plus times that the, the words I am is in the Bible. And when you see that, first off, that is how God identifies who he is, the I am that I am. Also, then Jesus was able to say I am. He has the seven I am statements where it doesn't sound like he was confused as to who he was. He knew who he was. He knew what he came to do. Whenever you don't know who you are or what you came to do, we start having all kind of identity crisis. An identity crisis is a flesh thing. Now, in 2 Corinthians right here, it literally tells us that. It says this is how we walk. We're walking in the flesh. That's definitely not the highest part of our being or creativity. The highest part is our spirit. But it says we walk in the flesh. This is where, how we roll every day. But this is not where the war happens. This is not where the fight is happening. Even though we're walking in the flesh, 
whatever we're walking in is as a result of what's going on in the unseen, in our minds, in our thoughts. It says, but we have divine power. Who's walking in a divine power to destroy the stronghold, to destroy whatever is saying that you are not what you know you should be? Why do you even log in to power start your day? Because you know you should be more. You're just searching to figure out how do I get there. What about it tells you that you're already there, but you just haven't claimed it? You haven't accepted it. You haven't said, I am there. And then let the flesh follow what you say you are, who you say you are. Instead, we want to compare ourselves and say we are something in comparison to someone else. That old comparison stuff, sometimes if you have siblings, maybe parents compare people. I don't do that kind of stuff. Deal with each kid accordingly. Why? Because they're individuals. I put demands on people that come into my circle or my camp, including my kids, is to, the demand is to be you. And being you is always better than where you are right now. Being 100% you is always in growth. It's always in growth and giving. And when I begin to really go deep even into 2 Corinthians 10, and it says we destroy arguments, that's what you're supposed to do. Destroy the arguments. And every lofty opinion. So what that's telling you is that you're going to hear from people who look like they're in positions of influence trying to tell you who you are, but they are not in a higher level or position than God, no matter how you think it is. It is what it is. I am that I am, say I can be whatever I want to be. And you were made in the likeness of the image of God. So that means you can be whatever you want to be. And whoever you're not right now is who you did not want to be. You didn't claim it. Or you didn't say it and mean it. It says we destroy arguments, the word. We destroy arguments in every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God. And take every thought captive to obey Christ. So that means that you have to direct, you have to get a hold of your thoughts and direct it to what God says, the knowledge of God. But, uh uh-oh, if you don't know what God said, you're only going to lean into the world, what the world is saying. I want to give you an example. I said this once before, and uh, myself pregnant with Caden. See, Caden, I've told him stories. He don't really fully understand. But when I discovered I was pregnant with Caden, it was a time downturn. The economy was starting to kind of look a little funny there. 
December 07, and things were just kind of coming back together. Robert and I now, we're a blended family. He has Robert Jr. I have Trayvon and Jawan. We're finally getting it together. Jawan, remember by this age, Jawan is right at 10, and he's still not walking yet. Jawan was even in need of a wheelchair, and they told us it was $12,000 for a wheelchair. And couldn't think of even taking $12,000 out of our household. We just merged as a family. I've always had problem pregnancies or deliver children that just don't come home. And, yeah, deliver children that don't come home. And so, obviously, I'm like, no, Lord, we don't have no time for no health dramas. We got to hustle. Find out we're pregnant with Caden. First doctor we go to, Robert and I walk in, and the man reads my history. And this such as such, this is what we do. You'll read your history of what happened versus what can happen or what's going to happen. And this doctor reads my history and look up. And he basically said to me, like, almost looking at me, like, why would you even try to get pregnant again? Like, like almost like your history telling you what this is here. Like, you're going to... You're older now, okay? <laughs> you're, you're, you had a young, incompetent womb, is what he said. You're, your womb was incompetent in your 20s, and now you're 30. You're higher risk. Are you aware of that? So now me and Rob, we wasn't nowhere near saved as we are now. I looked at him like, am I going to punch him in the face or are you? <laughs> I'm looking at Robert like You don't get me out of here Robert's like looking like I've never been in this place before Like I don't even understand this conversation About what they're talking about With my wife's health But newlyweds Do you know what that made me feel like In that room For me to be in a room with two men And one of the men who would be considered an influencer To say basically don't even think about having kids with your husband. It ain't happening. Like, go do something else. And I began, left out of that place, and Robert's like, he ain't delivering our son. I said, exactly. He just called it out. Didn't even know it was going to be a son then. So I was in the midst of strong, strong prayer because Guys, I was scared to be married. I didn't want my 10-year-old to be too much of a burden on my marriage. So I always hustled hard to make sure that I made my contributions in the household, that it would never be an issue. And Robert was never one of such, but that was how I perceived things. Because there were people who would pretty much say, like, wow, you know what I mean? That's a special man to love a woman who got two kids and one of them disabled. And I said, hold on. If the brother loved me, he got to love my kids. And if so, he don't love me and I don't need it, I'm good. When I started seeing myself differently as, yes, I'm a gift, I've made a contribution. 
to bring to the relationship, to the business, to wherever things started changing as such. But people had their perceptions that they deflected on me, and I had to make sure it wasn't my reflection of what I saw when I looked in the mirror. Not to mention I've come through all the years of my life where they were like, oh, her two front teeth are big or, oh, her fingers are long or whatever. I had to start thinking differently about myself for things to start being different. Now I started writing the affirmations of a pregnant woman and I started writing About my womb was healthy and everything, and Caden came with a 99 APGAR score. That's like near perfect. What I spoke, and I spoke to him in the womb and told him how great he was and what have you. And I'm telling you right now that if I would have accepted that I am what that doctor said I was, which was an incompetent womb, a woman that couldn't have kids, or would have you, Caden wouldn't be here if I didn't decide to say differently. And this is why I tell people that success is the greatest confidence booster, because once I successfully delivered Caden, as soon as I did, and this is why I tell you this is a spiritual thing, because as soon as he came out of my womb, they looked back at me, and something went wrong. I don't know, some the the... The vital signs started going haywire. My blood pressure shot up. I mean, as soon as he came out, of, they moved me into ICU. And now I know that that was because the devil wouldn't have wanted me with this message to set plenty of people free. And for a moment, I panicked. I'm like, what happened? What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? And Robert's like, I don't know what's happening. And I'm looking at my doctor, doctor, who spoke to me and gave me the prophecy that I was going to be speaking to Thousands of people, he said, you can't even see him. There's so many people, you don't know who you are. He gave me that prophecy when I walked into his office, pregnant with Caden for the first time, because I chose another doctor. It's okay to choose higher. You ain't got to accept what somebody else told you, but you've already accepted what you've told yourself. And I asked you to knock, and I ended up with a doctor who prophesied to me what I'd be doing in my life. But if I had just stopped there to that Doughton David doctor who told me that I wouldn't have no kid, and now I got this kid running up and down a court doing amazing things, and he told me it wasn't possible. He didn't even know me like that. How many times have you let people who don't even know you like that tell you that you can't? That's why you got to get to know yourself, your real self. Calling your thoughts. I'm not a good network marketer. Yeah, you're right. You made mistakes, so you're not a good mom, you're not a good dad. Yeah, you're right. Even your kids might be telling you you weren't a good mom, you're not a good dad, and then you believe that. What about who you can start being right now? I'm not a good person because you've done things that probably was hideous in the eyes of But what about what you could start doing right now? It turns around, and when I mean it, talking about your life, your money, your business, it turns around the moment you say so. It starts being different the moment you say so. 
Because after Caden, I said, no, nah, this ain't enough cash for this household. And I began to pray and tell the Lord, I need more money, but I want to be around the kids. I don't want to have to worry about money. But in exchange, I'm giving you my life. I live for you, whatever you tell me to do. I didn't know that I really meant it at that moment. I just knew. I said, well, what can I offer up to God? I ain't really got nothing he needs. Oh, me. I dare not let anybody come in between me and God, especially not myself. You're more than you are right now. And you need to start claiming it. And you can do more. You'll have more. So people see me now, but they definitely didn't know me then. There was one thing, no matter what I dressed up to be, I probably changed my hairstyle, maybe my shape changed a little bit, but on the inside of me, I told my husband, him and I were having this conversation this morning. And so you know how many times people told me what I wasn't? I didn't believe it. I know who I am. And it's time that you start knowing who you are too. And go be that. In every way. The moment I see people who try to threaten that through intimidation or try to make it seem like they're better than people, what have you, till I lay my eyes to rest, I'll be their advocate. Not on my watch. Go do bigger and better. Just in a few moments ago, that's a step forward. And then eventually you'll become bigger and better than you were yesterday, last week, last month, last year. But you first got to know that you came from I am. God bless you. Somebody going to go and be profitable today. today. I know they are. I know they are. I can feel it in my soul. Somebody, it clicks for you. If I only came for you, that's good. Good enough for me. Go make it happen.